I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Why Are You Like This, Taylor's version. And this time, we're doing an album Sean has heard before. Red! That's right! Sorry, I can interrupt him. No, no, that's good. That was the intro. <laughs> Yay! We're introed. Yes, I love red. The color, the feeling, the vibe. Everything about it, really. It's just... I mean, there's a reason I bought that vinyl with sides A through H. Yes. It's, what, it's like four actual things isn't it it's very heavy yeah it's like it's got heft if you you know don't have things to lift in your house do that oh yeah you know just do some bench press with the red vinyl we have to say something because today as we record is taylor swift's birthday yes it is congratulations Taylor. taylor partying with alana having a good old time literally 10 years after she wrote 22 she is a 32 year old today that is crazy that she has had so much success in such little time <laughs> it's, yeah it was so funny though i was like sitting and thinking about my day today and i'm like cool 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 release the speak now episode recording red and then i had folklore on vinyl as i baked and i was like oh no she she got me she got me girl yeah like we're it's it, she's in every facet of our lives at this point <laughs> every day but are you ready some facts about red the facts were these these were the facts about red red So Red was Taylor's fourth studio album released in 2012. It is the first time that Taylor explicitly begins working with producers outside of country music, including international hit maker Max Martin. We love, we stand. Love, stand. In this house, we listen to Max Martin. Yeah, what a man. God. (laughs) Her record label at the time did promote the album as a straightforward country album, but many, many critics were like, nah, girl, this might be pop. This is this is this is pop. This is pop. dirty pop. Dirty pop. The <laughs> album. Uh, my dog is very invested in red as well, <laughs> apparently. So that's so. If anyone at home hears anything, um, Chuck loves red. <laughs> the album spawned seven singles. Uh, these are them. That's in, insane. These are them in order. We are never ever getting back together. Begin again. Mm-hmm. I knew you were trouble. Twenty two. Red. Everything has changed. And the last time. Not what I was expecting. Yep. <laughs> Begin Again being the second single is... Well, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. that is a choice. But remember, but... it was 2012. 
and Ed Sheeran. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, Red spent seven weeks atop the U.S. Billboard 200 chart, making Swift the first female artist in the second act since the Beatles to have three consecutive albums that spent at least six weeks at number one. That's crazy. The album was certified seven times platinum and was nominated for Album of the Year and Best Country Album at the Grammys. The Red Tour was and still is the most successful country tour of all time. Whoa. Grossing over $150 million. <laughs> That's just regular That's... Red. These are some facts about the re-release. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's another. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we got to ethically source this album and listen to Red Taylor's version. It was delicious. Which is the second re-recording of her catalog. Um, and the album <laughs> broke many, many records, including the most single-day streams by a female artist on Spotify ever. <laughs> and the highest vinyl sales in one week in all history. Oh my god. <laughs> all too well, the 10-minute version is the longest song to reach number one of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, 25... Sorry, American Pie. 25 tracks from the album also charted on the Hot 100 in the same week, setting the record for the most single-week new entries by an artist in the history of the chart. That's insane. 25 out of... What, what we, were the five that didn't? What if we got 30? Do we know? Yeah, I don't 30. know. But That's if, if we look bonkers. real quick, I'm sure... By the plays. State of Grace acoustic version probably didn't. Ronin. Ronin probably didn't. Forever Winter. Actually, no, that's not. Girl at Home? What? What? Girl at Home only has 13 million? I've got some things to say. <laughs> so, yeah, this album, from the time it was released to the time it was re-released, has just defined a sound, a vibe, a mood. And I think many Swifties would say it is at least integral to her career. And oh yeah, definitely the best. Do you think it's the best? I think it's the best. That I mean, that I think the thing is, I think, and well, as as we get further along, I think for me, Taylor albums just like have seasons, mm -hmm, mm. and like Red to, for me, and I think Taylor's realized this. She's like, this album just became everyone's fall album. Like that's just kind of what happened. Um, because it all just feels like. It feels like the all too well 10 minute video where like you're just in a car and you're like in a scarf and leaves are just yeah and everything's like sad but also like warm and cozy which I I agree with I think the album is very fall and I think in this re-record some of the pop songs on it I would rather listen to the original one. Oh, really because of the full overwhelm of fall vibe yeah interesting yeah well let's get into let's it. get into it let's starting it. off iconic drums state of just grace. the second the drums start i'm like yeah let's go we're on a highway we're we're driving out to the we're driving upstate we got an airbnb we're driving upstate we're gonna do some shrooms it's gonna be great <laughs> <laughs> probably probably i I love this as an opener. I think it's a perfect opening song. Yeah. I think again, she really nails it on her opening track. And I think for an album that is so about a relationship falling apart, 
I think, like, again, this feels like a musical. This feels like a Carmen oh, Cusack yeah. stepping out and saying, if you knew my story song. Yeah, and being like, this all had to start somewhere. Uh-huh. And it started, and I was in love, and it was great. And it ends, and you're like, whoa, we're going to feel something. Yeah, I, I love this song so much. It's my It's the perfect song to be like, you got your boots on, and you're going to go meet the, your friends at the bar, and it's like sunset, and you're like, oh, state of grace. Like, I got to strut down the streets of these drums. Oh my god, I've been getting this lyric wrong the entire time I've listened to this album. <laughs> so she gets to So you were never a saint. And I love your shades of wrong. Uh-huh. We learn yeah. to live with the pain. Mostly our broken mostly our broken parts. No, but that's what I've been singing. This that I'm reading says it's mosaic broken hearts. Go off, girl. Go off. Make a mosaic, honey. I th- always thought it was mostly. Me too. Which would not be the first time that I've completely misinterpreted a Taylor Swift lyric only to find out, you know, months later that I was doing something else. I famously thought Adele saying, don't forget me, I'll bake. Okay, well, that was dumb. That was bad. (laughs) But like, come on, mosaic broken hearts. Mosaic broken hearts. Yeah, that's great. Oh. And mosaics are already broken glass put together to make something beautiful again. So like three words and she said so much. Yeah. I mean, this is, yeah, I think this is like the album where i mean speak now i was a new experience for me so i was like oh this is great and then this is just like a whole different level of emotional warfare on us yeah <laughs> it, it just like this album i just really think is a perfect meeting of what they say on lost culture says of taylor and taylor i think oh yeah because you get middle. you get some spunk some spunky fun stuff in mm-hmm. here but then you also just get like i'm crying on the bathroom floor <laughs> My favorite vibe. Devastated. Yeah. Which I, those are the, the two things that I want the most. <laughs> those are the only two things I do. Yeah. And next we get. Title song. Title song. Red. Incredible. Well, first of all, that's also just like, I mean, it goes without saying, but I feel like you should say for the whole album, her vocals on the Taylor version across the board oh, are unreal. Unreal. Singing like, downs. Singing. It's just like her voice has just grown so much and it sounds so great. And at most of this. The episode is just going to be me being like, what? This is so good. <laughs> like this song, loved it. The next love song, this love song. it. My fave. I used to think it's funny because I, I remember the first time I heard the song, I was just like, the, I thought the Maserati lyric was like a little ridiculous. And then like now I'm, I'm just, I, I love it so much. I was marveling at it today as I was listening, being like the way Taylor Swift makes me believe that I know what it feels like to drive a Maserati. Oh my God. There's, there's so many things. And I've actually been thinking about a lot of this, like, lately as a songwriter and listening to all of her stuff. I'm like, sometimes she comes up with these images that feel relatable. And I'm like, I don't know what that's like. Uh, (laughs) Like, you just, like, imagine. It's like, (laughs) no, people will know this one. Like, second line is faster than the wind, passionate as sin, ending so suddenly. (laughs) The scansion of it alone. (laughs) And you you almost forget that this song is even, because there's, the concept of this song is so, like, it wasn't just this one thing. It was like this all encompassing feeling of like red. And so like, you kind of forget that this is like a breakup song. Like it's like a sad song. Yeah. But it's got all of these like flavors of just like, but it was all fast and crazy. And I felt everything. I also really like, so she has said that it's red because of like the feeling that she had when like the anger and the emotion of this breakup. But there's also this thing about like, the image of being a younger woman putting on red lipstick to appear older 
Oh, yeah. You know, that I find just kind of fascinating, especially as we get, like, the all-too-well short films you made. Uh, yes. <laughs> now, put it in the Criterion Collection. Let's go. Let's like, go. <laughs> director Taylor Swift. I love it. I Yeah. And then at the very end, when it has the little breakdown on... Oh, yeah. Oh, so good. Oh, yeah, when it goes into, like, that halftime, yeah. like, crazy drum thing. I live for it i want to see her do this on a stage with like her, i want like a big production of it all the time I know. this album really does feel like a musical though like it's you you could just do red as a musical and i'd be like yeah yeah that works they've made you, less cohesive thoughts into musicals so. exactly like you could just like you don't even need a plot just like have people sing the songs and i'd be like yeah no tony's tony's the across the board what a vibe and then we get into emotional edging tra- taylor with treacherous yes treacherous is so again i'm just gonna be like i love this song for this whole album but this song is so well written (laughs) it's like hot yeah it's just everything about it is like oh my god and like i just this whole album makes me just like relive my very because the first time i listened to this album was like my first year in new york Mm -hmm. and it why did i just google i tried to google treacherous lyrics to have them up and then i just looked up the word treacherous i'm like reading a dictionary i'm like what am i doing um oh but like my first year in new york and like i had just gotten out of a very very rough breakup and i was very like how do i be a single gay man and yeah it was like i mean it was a crazy time and this like this album brings back all of those feelings because i had i listened to it all the time well i'm like i remember treacherous being like one i listened to all the time because i was like trying to figure out if I was going on dates with people just because I was like doing it as a thing, or if like if I actually started to care about anybody, was that okay? Whoa. <laughs> Taylor Swift taught you how to be gay. She did. Wow. Thanks, Taylor. <laughs> yeah, and I just I like that the song is like I love that it's like written from the perspective of somebody being like, I think I'm like falling for this person, but I'm also like, I don't know if this is good or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All we are is skin and bone trained to get along. So good. It's one of my first like favorite lyrics when I heard this album. I really like the description she uses after that, forever going with the flow, but your friction. Yeah. Because like I know that person who's like, I'm chill. I'm chill. It's fine. But you're like, okay, so I'm going to order this for dinner. And they're like, I, I don't think so. It's like, girl. We're just talking about my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ash, if you're listening, hey. I love you. Matt, uh, two headlights shine through the sleepless night also does a great like halftime moment there it's this bridge is so gorgeous i loved like as taylor's uh version came out and everyone was just like we don't talk about treacherous enough uh-huh. we don't talk about this bridge enough like nothing safe is worth the drive following red where she's like i'm driving a car yeah <laughs> i mean this whole again this whole album feels like sitting in the passenger seat of a car driving through like the forest i love it so much you really got to get your license back together I liked being in the passenger seat. Um, I don't want to drive. It's work. Uh, no, I, I love this song so much. And then out of literal nowhere, what no one was expecting is that we're Because these first three songs feel appropriately tailored. They're like a little poppier than usual, but they feel like the pop sides of like Speak Now. And then Trouble. She throws in dubstep. I mean, what a game changer in every respect. Yeah. It... Like, nobody saw this song coming. <laughs> I love it. I love the, like, 22-minute U- uh, YouTube music video. <laughs> oh, the music video with starring, starring Broadway's Reef Carney? Yeah. 
I yeah, it fully changed the game. I I think it's an incredible song. I think it's an incredible song and also it's like I think musically super fascinating because really what it is is two incredible hooks that don't even sound like they're from the same song. Mhm. And put it like crammed into one. Like the the um the verses are so like punchy and like and like it's all so fast and then all of a sudden you get this other pre-chorus like i knew you were and then the the beat drop it's like insane it's an insane song (laughs) of course you know gotta give props to max martin of course it's a singular pop song like it nobody else made a song like this that year no, and like also, I everyone nobody saw it coming from Taylor Swift. Like everyone was just like, "Wait, this is not the sound that we're used to." But I think I like it. <laughs> I, I, I like it. Um, yeah, it's great. It's like sim- simple lyrically, I think, which is smart with the production that was used on it. Like she's not like trying to get you to hear a really intense metaphor on it. No, it's just like a bop. Like, um, it's just like. A feeling and it's it's like sexy and the video was like sexy and there was just there was like so much of a shift here into just like no i'm here as a pop girl like we're mm-hmm. going like no apologies i'll never see you cry oh it's it's just so good like i mean everybody this song comes on and everyone knows when to scream oh yeah <laughs> and she turns it on him she's like i was aware that you were trouble but guess what you're going to be scared that you never loved me or her or anyone or anything. So good. Star. Or anyone. Oh my God. Yeah. The bridge is so good. Like, I just love that. Like we got tastes of Savage Taylor in speak now. And like, we got like, you know, her slut shaming and, <laughs> <laughs> and just calling out celebrities that she dated in song by their name. And like, then now we get her just being like, Oh, but I'm also going to write a bop and get back. Like personally, I love that. Like I, it's the best. It's the best revenge. Love success is revenge. Big fan. Yeah, big fan. Yeah, but I mean, just really a major shift in her music, and like, obviously, gave us like before. We're gonna. It's the first shade of like 1989 of Reputation of like all her just really starting to explore a different sound as an artist and. What a sound. Yeah, I think that's why this is such an important record besides it being great on its own. It like yeah. signified what would come or what could come next in a very yeah. smart way. And then just when you think like maybe she's moving into like, you know, pop land territory, we get the best song of all time. How do you do we talk, talk about, about all too well? well? <laughs> yeah. Do we talk about it or do we just wait till we get to the 10 minute version and talk about all of it? Let's talk about all of it at the end. Great. Yeah. So we're saving all too well. So listeners, don't worry. We'll get there. <laughs> don't worry, babes. Because there's a lot. We could do an episode on all too well. God. We got shit to do. So <laughs> we got things to do. But then we get to after all too well breaks your heart. You get to 22, which I would like to let you describe. Okay. So 22 is a masterpiece because it is not. And somebody else. I didn't come up with this idea. Somebody else tweeted about this, and I've been obsessed with the idea since. Is that Taylor is constantly writing from a perspective? Not the song is not about being twenty two. It's about feeling twenty two, which is a universal experience. At like, if you at some point you will be twenty two. <laughs> yeah. And hopefully, <laughs> and hopefully. like you, <laughs> and you. Everyone has that feeling of being like, oh, like being young and feeling like everything is possible. And like, I think I heard this song at. 22 yeah 
for the first time. And I was like, yeah, no. And I look back and I'm like, no, I still can sing this song because it's, and she was writing it from a perspective of somebody experiencing it, but she didn't write it as like, I'm 22. She wrote it as like a future version of herself almost. Yeah. It's that nostalgia thing that she's able to just tap into at all times. Yeah, it's like the way that she can write like characters in her songs and like write full stories for these people that don't exist in like folklore and stuff. But like she does it for herself. Yeah. And then as a product of that does it for us, which is super nice of you, Taylor. Thank you. Thanks, babes. <laughs> I I like that like the music is fun and flirty, the lyrics are flirty because the Taylor we have seen on previous albums is pretty like one man dating vibes but it's like to fall in love with strangers like i go out i have fun i get it it's also awful uh- <laughs> i love that this is so it doesn't feel like a song it's not about her it's about being with friends like it's a song that feels like friends it makes you feel like you have your your babes around you oh yeah and this is like that she's yeah she's starting i mean she's older and now she's starting to have a little more fun with like being a little sexy mm-hmm. like you look like bad news i gotta have you and just like, I mean, even just the lyric, it feels like one of those nights. Yeah. Are like immediately iconic because everyone's just like, oh, one of those nights. Like you just know what that means. All right. And then we get to a song I don't think people talk enough about. I almost do. I almost do. Yeah. Um. Yeah. When I first listened to the album, I this kind of felt like a skip song to me. And then I, the more I listened to it, I like, especially now with Taylor's version, one of her best, I think. Yeah. I think... It does that a similar thing that we talked about with Back to December, where it reveals like the vulnerable parts of being broken up with that we don't share or that you don't really see often. The concept of being like, I bet you're thinking about me. I bet that you're feeling the same way that I do. And I interest I love that it's like a whole song about essentially just projecting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's being like I bet you're feeling all these things about me because we're not together anymore because I'm doing them. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this. So you have to be, I guess I it's just so many lyrics. Like it never even occurred to you that I can't say hello to you and risk another goodbye Ugh. in my dreams. You're touching my face and asking me if I want to try again with you. And I almost do like, it's so sad. Rip me open Taylor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, it's so good. I love this song. And like, let me tell you when you're 22 listening to 22 and then also have just gone through a very devastating breakup. And then you hear this song. And at the time me and my ex were like trying to be friends, but we were like, Oh no, like we just talk all the time mm-hmm. and it feels like nothing's different. So then we like stopped talking completely. And then we were like, this song was that like you just like sit there and you like check your phone or like almost write a message and then you just don't Mm because you're like i don't want to be the person that ruins that (laughs) i like that it starts with looking out at the city and i bet sometimes you wonder about me and then it ends with looking out at the city and i hope sometimes you wonder about yes oh it's so sad it's so good she ruins me I and then we you know morph into we are never ever getting back together there's a and she doesn't she she plays with your emotions on this album and then in, in the way that somebody going through a breakup is like one night you're like sitting there and your friends are like let's go out fuck that guy he sucks mm-hmm. let's get drunk and go kiss some boys and then immediately there's like another like all of a sudden you're like actually I'm not going out I'm just gonna stay on my couch and I'm gonna watch a sad movie and eat a whole pint of ice cream and cry. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, and it it can go like that just like in an instant, which I like how she layers in. Uh, I knew you and it were doesn't trouble, feel chaotic. 22, and this song, We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together, she like layers in deep sadness. <laughs> yeah, and like, and even, and what's, what makes it not feel chaotic is the like, that they're all still about the same thing. Mm-hmm. And like, everyone knows who's been through a major breakup, like knows that sometimes you're like just really mad and you want to be like, fuck that person. And then it might immediately switch to I'm devastated. <laughs> yeah. Just on a, on a dime. Yeah. Um, we are never, ever getting back together. I love a spoken word, Taylor. I love it. Oh my God. Of course. I mean, yeah, she's all of her spoken stuff is always good and funny. Always. She's a funny girl, which is she's hilarious because this album, she says like 900 times. You never thought I was funny. You didn't oh my like God, my jokes. And it must be absolutely maddening to like know that about yourself and then be with a partner who's consistently being like, you are not funny to the point where you must start to believe it. Oh, absolutely. Because if that's all if that's all you're hearing from the person that you're sharing a life with. Yeah. Then you you believe them. <laughs> Especially because it seems like it was probably done in a way that's like uh a controlling sort of yeah thing there are people who like are not built to write jokes but like i i believe yeah, like some people are not naturally funny but i'm like no taylor's she's a clever lyricist and like also knows how to just like be funny <laughs> yeah and she like shows off in this song just like <sighs> he calls me up and he's like i still love you and i'm like i mean this is it's exhausting <laughs> i know and i feel like I, what I love about this song is this genuinely feels like she recorded a conversation between her and her friends. Uh-huh. And this is what came out of it because all of the the lines come off as like very conversational. Because like we hadn't seen each other in a month when you said you needed space. What? <laughs> it sounds like drinking with the girls. It also makes me laugh that she can kind of recognize in her, this in herself where she's like, we called it off again last night. This time I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And you know what it feels like when your friend who like, has a quote-unquote boyfriend but some nights shows up and is like we're done you're like what do we yeah we know we know lots of people like that (laughs) you're like okay sure sure i'm on that (laughs) i bet you are too that is what also is like so funny about this song is that it's very like fuck you we're never getting back together but also it's got the wink of like but we probably we might actually we might because we we do this like every weekend yeah i'm just like i mean this is exhausting you know it's so funny (laughs) so funny uh and it's got a great hook. I mean, it'll be stuck in your head just by saying, "wee." Like, it'll never leave. And, like, that's the kind of, like, weird hook that I, you get from, like, Max. Like, I don't, that's such a strange thing. Like, uh-huh. it's not even sung. It's like, wee. It's, like, so <laughs> ridiculous. And if I would have, like, if I ever wrote something like that, I'd be like, that's dumb. I can't do that. But, like, Max Martin was like, no, this, you should. <laughs> I, I doubt he ever thinks I can't do that at this point right i mean i'm just like well well look at look at the resume look at the resume mama look at the material but again a great little up moment and we stay up we stay we stay 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 up we stay 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 (laughs) up i would say this is the sean doherty cute song on the album this is yes this is the moment where i go this one is for the people in need of a cute song and i totally get it and that's how I feel about this song. <laughs> I like it. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's funny when you think about the fact that they were really pushing this as a country album. 
that yeah her accent is so thick that even on the re-record taylor has it to, comes like, out of nowhere put a little bit of an accent on i'm pretty sure we <laughs> almost broke up like it's <laughs> i threw my phone across the room at you yeah it's just like it, it's a very it's just this one feels the most disjointed for me in terms of the whole album uh, maybe do you think it's placement on the album I don't think there's a better place for it except for as a bonus track, maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I I get why it's there because I always consider this the like point of no return mm-hmm. before the last half of the album, which is when you're like, I'm on my couch and I'm sad. Yeah, it definitely is about we're about to leap off a cliff. So I enjoy the upper. I used it's funny too, because I used to not really listen to the back half of this album when I first listened to it because it made me sad. <laughs> um, but I didn't really like this song because it seemed a little just, uh, it just seemed a little like silly. It's silly and it's fun. And I, I think it's absolutely fine for that to be on the album. But when I was listening to this for the first time, I wasn't quite looking for silly. Uh, I get that. <laughs> and that's on me. <laughs> I, I enjoy it. I think there's a lot of fun lyrical stuff. Like I like that she says, cause I read you should never leave a fight unresolved because she is 22 so like she's more grown up than the taylor that we met originally but again 22 is still very young in relationship world oh my god and so she's like i don't know i read in this thing that like you shouldn't go to you shouldn't go to sleep mad (laughs) yeah like i i just that's what i've been told so i guess we should do that (laughs) and then i just love her but you carry my groceries like it's just goofy (laughs) yeah it's just it's a goofy like cute song it feels a little like fearless to me mm. um which i just yeah I, I also feel like it kind of is a song being like oh it's so cute when we get in fights that are so bad i almost caused physical violence <laughs> <laughs> like it kind of like romanticizes the like toxic toxic nature of how the relationships can be but mm-hmm. also like yeah couples fight like that happens i get it i understand why people like the song it's not personally one of my faves i will get very upset if someone looks at me while i'm mad and says i think it's funny when you're mad like that's oh that's an easy way to get me to leave yeah <laughs> and i will not stay 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 um i will say the re-record of this i like a lot more than the original because taylor sounds like she's having a fucking blast she like laughs during it and i was like that's adorable i'm obsessed i love it God bless. And then we get to the last time. Featuring Gary Lightbody of Snow Patrol. This one ain't for me, dog. Okay, so I used to think the song was a little repetitive and boring on the original album. The new production on the re-record is fucking iconic and I'm obsessed. Yeah, I mean, it it makes me feel tired. I mean, this this is a song that somebody wrote on their bathroom floor. Like, this is a devastating piece. Um, but I think the... I love Gary's voice on this. I think they're, like, a perfect match together. And um, the, the, there's something about the new production that makes the whole thing feel more urgent and less sleepy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I didn't really listen to the original very often, but I it's one of my top plays on the re-record, which I was surprised about. Oh, wow. Um. But I like I also oh I love the part where like the music drops out and they keep in those like harmonies like the oh, oh beautiful oh it's so good. But I also think I think the song builds really well. I think it's repetitive for a reason. Like it's it makes well, I love that it's like this is the last time, but they say it over and over and over because it's never going to be the last time. Yeah, 
I mean, maybe me feeling tired is like an intentional choice from production because they're tired. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a song about two people being exhausted, being like, we can't keep doing this, but we keep doing this. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, literally the last half of the song is them saying, this is the last time I'm asking you, last time I'm asking you. And they just repeat it over and over because it's like, we are stuck in a loop. And nobody answers hurt. the question. Yeah. Yeah. Do they even say what they're actually asking? They say a few. Um, yeah, this is the last time I'm asking you this. Put my name at the top of your list. This is the last time I'm asking you why you break my heart in a blink of an eye. Oh, yeah. I was like, I never actually thought about like what the question was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, I do anything for love, but I won't do that. But he never says what it is. You're like, well, what is it? Tell me what it is. Yeah, well, when is it? Um, anyway, yeah. I, I really think the re-record of this is fantastic. And I love it a lot. I think it's a very interesting choice in... Um, a person to share a song with but i think they sound great together and i'm glad that they did yeah also like gary lightbody what are you doing what's he up to what's he what's he gary lightbody doing? why are you like this <laughs> gary lightbody if you would like to come on the podcast you are more than Listen, welcome gary lightbody of snow patrol what's going on you want to hang out tell me about it <laughs> um but yeah i love the last time and then we get to <sighs> holy ground uh, i would put this in the top five songs of hers ever, ever. for me you can slow it up you can speed it down you could you could uh give you could get backup singers you could do piano you could do it on your guitar you could do it on a ukulele you could do it on one of those say this song slaps you do on one of those little machines where people just touch it makes drums a drum machine yeah (laughs) (laughs) you could just just hit a drum and sing the (laughs) sing the words and i'd say you know what holy ground that's for me that's for me that's the ground i I like that one that is i would like to see it i would like to see i would like to hear it Uh. (laughs) (laughs) it's and i also i yeah i think that the last time is like the shift into this whole like it feels like the reckoning of the sadness Mm -hmm. and she puts it all in like the second half to be like yeah like this sucks and holy ground is it's it's up it's fast it's like it feels like a fun bop kind of thing and it does but man those lyrics are painful hurtful (laughs) daggers this song this was the song i listened to the most after my breakup i was like oh my god like i i get it (laughs) i have been saying for years that i want to open a show singing this song i i think it's beautiful i think it's moving in a like in a way that makes you feel it's kind of like sarah Bareilles' little black black dress oh yeah like where you're like this i'm trying to move on and Mm -hmm. i'm remembering but I'm stuck in this remembrance of you. Spinning like a girl in a brand new dress. We had this big white city all to ourselves. We blocked the noise of the sound of I need you. And for the first time I had something to lose. Are you kidding? We could just do a full. I could just read the song. It's so fucking good. Took off faster than a green light go. I love that lyric so much. And like it's so rhythmic and so like exciting. And then you just get to this like bridge of tonight I'm going to dance for all that we've been through, but I don't want to dance if I'm not dancing with you. And then it's like, like you were in this room. It's like, I love that. It's just like, I'm going to dance and like do this, but like I, you're not here and it sucks. Yeah. it It's like, I'm going to, I'm ready. I am out. I am moving, but I still mad that you're not here. Yeah. And I'm still just remembering how we were great. Just like, but hey, you skip the conversation when you already know. Oh, 
there's so many like crazy good lyrics in this song and they just fly past each other like one by one it's like really insane yeah when people are like the relationship was only three months like how dare you and i'm like yeah it was three months it was fast they seem to have gotten very deep very fast and she is reckoning with it like an artist and i mean that's like there there's something to be said about that like (laughs) yeah sometimes it's just like i mean hey you skip the conversation when you already know is like sometimes you're just like i vibe with this person in a way that i don't and you just kind of like dive into it it's i love the song and then i left a note on the door with a joke we'd made and that was the first day again talking about and that was the first day and then it's like and then it jumps all the way back like i love that it's like and that was the first day now i'm here this song is its own musical yeah this is 90 minutes no intermission (laughs) yeah i mean this is like well and then and then when she the one thing on the taylor's version that i would just have asked for Mm. is why did we not get that live lounge bbc acoustic version taylor right Taylor, why are you like this? Taylor, why did you do that? You know we love that version, Taylor. You know we love that version and that we all ripped it off of YouTube and listened to it. <laughs> Her nails looked great in that video. Oh, she sounded great. Mm-hmm. I, I love all like the different vocal things she does with it because there's room because she slows it down and like... Takes it down a half step? Am I making that up? I think so. Yeah. I think she actually... Yeah, because I think... Yeah, because... No, it's, it might even be more than that because I can sing... I've covered the acoustic version and I can sing it in that key, but I can't sing the, um, the re- recording version. I do love that on this album, Taylor said, I'm going to give you alto two, maybe a tenor one. <laughs> well, no, but that's like, it's like what I was saying in speak now. I was like, everything sounds more confident because I think she's just learning that she doesn't have to write crazy high stuff when she can just show off in her own range. Yeah. Like, if you just write the song to go to a certain high point, it'll feel, like, huge. You don't need to be singing crazy high. I've always said if you are a creator of music, it blows my mind when the song that you wrote for yourself is unsingable to you. I mean, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) I get it because, like, sometimes you're just in the studio and you're like, I want something. I Like, oh, this would be so cool if I could do this, like, in the studio. And then you do it. And it's not until you have to do it live that you're like, oh, shit, what did I do? <laughs> this is not going to work. I have BGVs and still got me that are like high Cs. And I'm like, why? Why did I do that? You're That's crazy. Hire some intense background singers. I'm just going to hire some some, some altos. Some ladies. Or yes, queens. whoever. Um, yes. And then we get, queens of any gender. Then we get to Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. This song? Okay. So I think this song is very good. Uh-huh. It also, to me feels like you know like i always like to say like the artist is allowed to have one song that's just for them Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i'm not mad this song exists i don't listen to it very often to be honest because it makes me really sad (laughs) it makes me very sad yeah it's straightforward in the way that it just says like this was good and sad (laughs) which i guess is not an astute uh thought at a song named sad beautiful tragic (laughs) but yeah like that's the thing is it's kind of just like the most self-explanatory song and it's also i think the least specific Mm. um it feels a little just kind of like and this is about sad relationship stuff as opposed to being like i walk through the door with you Mm. (laughs) like there's nothing there's no like uh through line here that's like specific it's kind of just like sad it's sad beautiful tragic but i do like the song i i'm there's not a single song on this album that i'm like skip don't worry fans i'm not 
I'm we're, we're past the point of Taylor's career where I'm gonna ruin your lives. <laughs> I do think the second verse is probably the strongest. I like the image of I meet you in warm com- conversation, um, in dreams, in dreams, and I like the and you've got your demons and darling, they all look like me. Like, ah, uh, the beginning of Taylor's like, darling, I'm a nightmare. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, she's dressed like a daydream. Um, and then we move on to the lucky one, which is interesting on the re-release. Did it, was it changed pretty drastically? I can't really remember the original version. No, I just feel like I have. Um, oh, because of like because of her time. Life. Yes. Yeah, because it's it's basically like Britney Spears is lucky. It's like singing about someone who's oh, yeah. a star. It's, I mean, yeah, it's like a full song off the one lyric in um, Maggie Rogers' "Light On" when she's like, "Everyone keeps telling me I should be so happy now." Yeah. Um. And like, I mean, I do, I understand why some people sometimes get a little, um, annoyed when celebrities are like, my life's really hard, but also their lives are pretty hard. (laughs) Like, I know they're, I know they're millionaires and I know they're like, have way less problems that we face every single day, but there's gotta, there's a lot of shit you have to go through when the whole world is constantly judging your every move and you don't have any privacy. Like I would, I would be overwhelmed if i was taylor swift all the time all the time well not to be like all celebrity lives matter but i feel like <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah it's it's like who are you gonna date other famous people because those are your colleagues and then you have to tell publicists about it i mean and like if you go to the grocery store in sweatpants you might get mobbed by a bunch of people. Like I understand why people get, and I also think like, especially in her documentary, I think she has such a sense of humor about it, especially now. Like I love when she's like, I'm going to put an umbrella over my whole top of my body. And she goes, try and get a picture of me now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I think she, she's done a, a good job at like, we'll talk about all of her public image stuff as we go to the other albums, especially. Yeah. But no, I think the song is like, um, above anything, the hook is amazing. Mm-hmm. I, this is stuck in my head like every single day of my life. Yeah. If I think about it, it definitely is like there. Gorgeous song. Way to go. <laughs> yeah. No, I really, I, I genuinely like the song, even though I usually don't like like bottle songs about celebrity. It is. I do think it's interesting <laughs> with the re-record and to think about the fact that she wrote that at 22-ish. And like it, as you get older and then you re-sing it, it's like oh, okay, it feels like there's enough time to feel that way. But when you think about the fact that she felt that way enough to write this song at that age. At 22, because she had already been performing for millions of people for like eight years. Yeah, because this is her fourth studio album. <laughs> After her, and so many Grammys. It's insane. She's like, I, her ability as a songwriter to separate herself from herself and write about her experiences is fascinating. And then we get to everything has changed. I love this song. Also, maybe this will be controversial. I think everyone needs to chill the fuck out about Ed Sheeran. I think he's amazingly talented. He's a great singer. He's a very good musician. Some of his songs are lovely. I actually think a lot of his songs are bops. And I don't quite understand why there's like a constant like, fuck ed sheeran i think it's just like overexposure maybe but yeah, i feel like I feel everyone in way. my circles i feel like everyone in my like internet circle is just like oh ed sheeran 
And I'm like, I'm sorry. His, he's very talented. Like, I would love to see him live. I've, I've heard he does an incredible show. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will not forgive Lego House, but. I, yeah, I, I don't love that song. But but also know. he was like, he was like, what, like super young when he wrote that. I get it. Yeah. Um, But like, no, I think he's an amazing uh musician. And I think he sounds great on the song. And I love when him and Taylor sing together. I think they should do like a little side album together. It'd be really cute. Yeah, I think it'd be adorable. I This song is interesting to me in the placement of it on the album because sometimes i listen to it and i feel like it's about meeting someone directly after this breakup and being oh, like yeah. oh wait um everything has changed in me um something it- has changed yes in me. <laughs> and then other times i think it's about just how quickly that relationship that first relationship happened yeah yeah, I mean, it can, it could be either. It could be both. Like, but I love I love that the song, the main like hook is the like I just want to know you better. It's so catchy and fun, mm-hmm. and I like when songs feel cute without being cutesy. Yes, it just come back and tell me why I fe- I'm feeling like I've missed you all this time, and meet me there tonight, and let me know that it's not all in my mind. Oh, it's so good. I love the bridge. So it's also just kind of playing with that idea that she enjoys of like falling in love by one eye look you know yeah love at first sight Ugh. or at least let's hang out again yeah let's at, le- let's at least get coffee also i mean it it did win the radio disney music award for best musical collaboration so let's give a round of applause <laughs> let's raise a glass radio disney <laughs> i think it's wild that it was a single I think that makes sense because that was like the ascent of Ed Sheeran. Yeah, it was 2012. So like that makes sense. And it's like, yeah, I mean like this. Yeah, we're like in a post bubbly world. We're in a we're in a Jason Raz. I'm just naming Colby Kelly. <laughs> um, but like it's it feels like a totally expected of this era. Yeah. Feature duet situation, especially between like, you know, straight people. Between straight people. To be specific. <laughs> people, straight people love this shit. They fucking love it. <laughs> Um, and then we get to Starlet. Oh my! Uh, uh. <laughs> um, this song is so catchy. I it's kind of like haunts my dreams. I'm like singing it. I'm singing it in my brain all the time. It also is like a different kind of pop than the pop that's on the album. This feels to me a little closer to like Speak Now. It does. It feels a little less like the um like the step forward of yeah. It feels like a little more in her wheelhouse. Her initial wheelhouse, not that like not that the new pop obviously isn't her wheelhouse, but like it feels a little more like classic Taylor versus this like new pop era. Yeah, it's like when I listen to "I Knew You Were Trouble," I'm often like, "Oh, I wonder what this would sound like with the Reputation vibe." Oh yeah, just like heavy synth bass. Yeah, but Starlight, I think, is like it. It's like classic pop Taylor. <laughs> yeah, and it's fun. It's a story song. It's about someone named Bobby. Sure, I I want Taylor must have like journals of just like full stories in her head that she's never given us the full version of. You know what I mean? Like she like writes these like specific stories about these specific like people, yeah, that like don't exist. She probably, if she were still in school, they'd be like, write a five page story, and Taylor Swift is the is the girl who showed up with thirty, and it's bound. She's like, I give you character breakdowns yeah. for every single thing. <laughs> she 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 would have thrived in our college yeah <laughs> taylor swift could have written harry potter but jk rowling could not have written starlight that's that is true <laughs> and 
I wish Taylor Swift did write Harry Potter because then we wouldn't have to deal with fucking J.K. Rowling. These are all facts. You can quote me on that. Fuck turfs. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're getting political on here. This is Ooh. red is political. The color red is political. Uh, anyway, I love the song. Um, I also love, I forget that the entire song is about like 1945. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it's, it's kind of a strange not autobiographical song in the middle of all of this but i love it i love it it sets you up for the original end of the album begin again oh this song is quietly i think the most devastating the re-record is breathtaking i love it so much i i love it and i this song actually and like when i first heard the original again i was very going through a lot um and this song after such an emotional album and like like sitting in the feelings of being sad about everything it's like so nice it was so nice to hear a song that was just like there is a moment after all of this Mm -hmm. which ends up being a theme in a lot of taylor's music as we'll come down the line i love that like each verse or stanza or whatever sets up an expectation and then tells you how it was either met or not yeah it's just like because when i think when you're in those depression moments of your life like it's it's not rainbows and butterflies you're not coming up with like metaphors for things you're just like today i'm gonna wear high heels because i like them and he didn't yes like i am how do i reclaim the tiny things that i lost because this person took them from me Mm -hmm. because i mean part of love is giving yourself and sometimes it's not given back and you lose. I mean, even the the lyric, I mean, I guess she's talking about a different song, but I love the idea of like, he always said he didn't get this song, but I do. Yeah. And like, I love just like then turning that into a lyric being like, oh, like I lost so many parts of myself mm-hmm. and I can get them back. I think. I think. I think I can. Yeah. But it's, yeah, but it's like, it's the uncertainty of it all. And also like, God, I mean, we haven't even said his name yet, but like. Jake, it sounds like you're kind of an asshole. Yeah, you did not do well on, on this one. And I've always thought he's very talented and I always, always liked his work. And I, I mean, like, I'm not, not going to not go see a movie because he's in it. But I, I have questions about his character. Yeah, this is not the way to date. <laughs> I hope you learned from this, too. Yeah, and I, you were also older, so I can't even say that you were young and maybe you've grown out of it. But maybe you're now older, older, and you've grown out of it. But Maybe. I mean, I've been spending the last eight months thinking all love ever does is break, break and, burn and burn and end. But on a Wednesday in a cafe, I watched it begin again. Yeah, like I love it. Says, it's as simple as being just like the, the lyric, but you throw your head back laughing like a little kid. I think it's strange that you think I'm funny because he never did is one of the most quietly devastating things I've ever heard in my life because it's like I don't even know how to like recognize that I'm having a good time because I was so convinced that I was a shitty person because of the person I was with. Yeah. Like I was, I convinced myself, this person convinced me that I didn't have anything to offer. That's like the worst thing a person can do to another person. I like, I mean, there's obviously like you could kill somebody, but like, that's a really (laughs) terrible thing to do. But that is up there. It's amongst killing somebody for sure. I mean, as a creative person, like devastating, right? Oh my god! Like it's it, it sounds like her light was just like completely snuffed out. He, there are multiple references in this album about how like he listens to indie cool artists and not stuff that I make. He doesn't think I'm funny. 
Yeah, it's almost like he like was being like, oh, like, uh, why are you like this? Like, yeah. literally just being like, oh, I'll date you because, like, you know, I'm in love with you, but I wish you were cooler and different. And how can I make you like that? And Taylor talks about it later when she says, "Who, like, essentially, who did you think you were dating? Yeah. Because why? Because why? So Begin Again is the original end of the album. And then we get into bonus. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Strikes. Bonus strikes. And guess what, listeners? They're all bangers. All bangers. This is, oh my God. Oh my God. I love that, like, this is now the actual back half of the Taylor's version. Mm-hmm. Um, This is, I, bop after bop. I love all of these songs so much. I, like, yeah, this is the back half. Like, I will be like, oh, I'm going to listen to the back half of Taylor. And it starts with The Moment I Knew. And, yeah. I just am excited. Like, I think the, and it was like slow motion. Oh my God. It's so epic. I love it. And now that we have a little more context, like she's given us more context now. Like it was her fucking birthday party. Like Jake Gyllenhaal didn't show up for her birthday and her dad told her you should, you should be excited about turning 21. You should have. And that was the moment she knew. Uh, That's so sad. Your 21st birthday, your boyfriend didn't show up. And it's like, it's a, I mean, 21st birthdays are a big deal for most people, but I think it's, it also has an extra weight when you've been dating somebody who's older than 21 for an extended period of time. Oh my God. Because you're like, you already had that. 
Well, and it's like, now I can go places with you, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure, I mean, you're Taylor Swift, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. But like, but still, like, it's like having the freedom to be like, I can do this. I can go to the store and buy whatever I want. Like, yeah, I can go to a bar. You don't have to leave me at home when you go hang out with your friends because you're at a place that I legally can't get in anymore. So I'm, I'm less of a secret and he doesn't show for that. It's interesting that like this is kind of like it ends up being a lyric in the 10 minute version about this exact moment. And she expanded this moment like was so painful that it actually ex- inspired a whole song. Yeah, it's crazy. I like that it ends with just you called me later and said, I'm sorry, I didn't make it. And I said, I'm sorry, too. And that was the moment <sighs> I knew because how do you what do you where do you go from there? You're like, well, uh, there, this was really important to me and you missed it and it's not happening again. So I guess this just sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for her. Get out of that. Then we get come back, be here. Come back, be here. Another earworm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, every hook on this album is excellence. Come back, be here. Oh, 4 a.m. 4 a.m. She's a grown up now. Listen, She's 21. We have, well, no, you, yeah, you get older, <laughs> and guess what? The anxiety keeps you up later. <laughs> Look forward to it that. It sucks. <laughs> Yeah, all of a sudden you catch yourself at 4.30 in the morning watching an infomercial for a Beachbody product, and then you're ordering it, and then you're doing a prolon fast, and you don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, all I can confirm. None of that was personal I at all. I confirm that those things happen. Um, yeah. COVID was weird. COVID was weird. It's weird. I like that <laughs> it's she's, weird. like, she doesn't know where he is. Like, she keeps saying, I guess you're here. I guess you're there. Yeah, but all I know is that you're not here. Yeah. I guess you're in New York today. It's so frustrating. Like, it's... This is falling in love in the cruelest way. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to miss you like this. Also, okay, question. Yeah. Because a lot of the bonus tracks reference London. Mm Mm-hmm. Is this the beginning... I don't know when she was dating Harry. I think Harry is 1989 territory. But I don't know when the years that these happen. You know? Right, I don't know either. Because, like, well, as we'll get soon to my favorite, possibly my favorite song on Taylor's version. Um, oh, that's in a little bit, though. We're good. Um, but yeah, no, I I love this song. I th- I just can't believe that these are all bonus tracks. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, but they do feel like they feel like they live in the same world. But I think if I'm listening, they feel rem- removable to their own thing. The, in like in a in a modern day situation, they'd be like singles. Yeah, or like a, even a B side album. Yeah. Yeah, like Carly Rae Jepsen B-sides. Love those. Love those. We stand Carly. Um, let's talk about Girl at Home Taylor's version because, first of all, I'm furious at all of you because I'm looking at the Spotify plays and it has not as much as everything else. And what's wrong with you? This song is a motherfucking bop. <laughs> I love that she changed it. I love that it is a pop song. It's one of the few that she just like changed. She, I think she was just like, this is not, this is not it. And it could be here. And she changed it. And the second it started, when I was listening to the re-record, I was like, hold up. What? Hold on. What? I was losing my mind. I think this is so good and should be released as a single. Yeah, I feel like the original, to me, feels like the power of intent from Taylor was about the other girl. Even though the lyrics haven't changed. Whereas this iteration of it feels very like i'm st- i'm like dancing at a bar with my drink above my head and like you came and tried to kiss me and i knew that you were going to but i'm not going to because we know you have a girl at home but i'm gonna dance over here 
it feels like being like you're a dick but it's not gonna stop me from having fun yeah (laughs) (laughs) which is my favorite kind of energy to have like being like uh you're not gonna stop me from being like having a good time but it's like also just that melody that hook is so catchy oh and like oh when the beat drops like after that first one oh it's so good i love the song so much i want it every gay out there if i know you and i'm coming to your apartment put on your playlists all playlists all (laughs) i want a pregame to this i want to dance to this on a dance floor djs djs all the djs DJs, all the djs that are listening radio if i don't hear the song a three dollar bill i'll be pissed Uh, yeah well yeah (laughs) journey alone um, I also like that she says, I just want to make sure you understand perfectly. You're the kind of man it's, that makes me sad. It's so good. Like, how can you not stand? Like, this, I'm like, yes, work, bitch. It's Don't so good. Gotta, you gotta go. It's so good. We get State of Grace acoustic version. Always gorgeous. Always I, I always love an acoustic version. I have nothing to say about them. Yeah. I'm like, they're that's great. I love it. Personally, I love the original of this. And I think this the acoustic version is excellent um but i love those drums and i i think I the, drums the drums are like integral to that song for me yeah for me personally yeah, same for me in my life i can't listen to ronan it makes me so sad so let me let me tell you about ronan tell me about it <laughs> i had never heard ronan mm-hmm. until i was listening to the taylor's version for the first time i was literally laying in bed at like whatever it was like what at this point, it must have been like 1.30 in the morning. Um, and I was on my second bourbon <laughs> and I didn't know what the song was about. And I cried my fucking eyes out. <laughs> yeah. It's one of the saddest songs I've ever heard in my entire life. It's so beautiful. And the thing that I can't get over is, A, it's a super brave thing to do. Mm-hmm writing about a real life loss of somebody else's real life loss and doing so with such honesty and specificity and like also not being afraid to just like sing the words like I, I a lot of these songs are usually just like you're like in the arms of the angels like it's like very like about the the whole experience but like this is like literally when she sings the words like flowers pile up in the worst way no one knows what to say about a beautiful boy who died yeah and like i think it's so incredible that she wasn't afraid because i think i think that's the thing about death and grief that a lot of people are a lot of like things get wrong is that like people are aren't gonna say the words and like that it's happening but like people usually going through some sort of loss or grief you you have to talk about it. Yeah. And you just say it. Like it's like you can dance around it, but that makes it worse. Yeah, maybe that's why I can't listen to it so much right now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, we're both of us are going through like really terrible times in terms of like we've lost people in our lives, and it's like I I heard this the other day. I did a re listen of the album, and I got to the song, and I was like, I was like, I'm gonna listen to it one more time, and I got to like halfway through, and I was like, I can't do this right now. Yeah, it's just it's too much. Um, but I think it it is a testament to it how universal it feels with its specificity. I think it's gorgeous. It's a beautiful storytelling experience because like nobody, I didn't know how would anybody know about this this boy, and like now Taylor Swift told us about him, and like. Now he's like he is immortalized in this. Credited 
his mom who wrote the blog that she found all this about as a songwriter and and so they get residuals and everything for it too yeah. which is amazing and all the proceeds for it because it originally was released as an itunes single for yeah cancer uh i think she's only ever performed it twice yeah it's it's beautiful but it's it's so beautiful sad. it's so devastating i i really it's like one of the most beautiful songs i've ever heard but i'm not surprised why this one has probably the lowest listens because it's just so hard to listen to yeah i don't think it's because it's bad i think it's because we it's really it just sad. hurts it's, it's really very sad. sad but then we get better man then we get better man i love that she did this i love that she said i wrote a song for somebody else but what if i did it too mm-hmm. and it sounds great and uh the song's already an established hit and i love that she brought the same artist to sing with her i wish it wasn't 4 a.m what happened at 4 a.m taylor taylor well now that we know that brendan's listening yeah Tell us about the timestamps, Brendan. <laughs> the timestamps. I'm I'm starting to worry for our girl mm-hmm. because first it was two thirty, or no, the first it was two, then it was still two, then it was one fifty eight. So I was like, well, she's getting those extra two minutes. That's good. But now four. Now it's four. We got to get her some melatonin. We got to get her some Ambien. Some. <laughs> I wonder some what kind of song she'd write on Ambien. Magnesium. Imagine. Some Lunesta. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah I I'm just naming any just sleeping pill I can think of. <laughs> Benadryl. Um, hey, that works the best, and it's not addictive. Highly it's recommend. It's got a great chorus. This song, just like sometimes in the middle of the in night, the middle of night. Again. so good. I also love that it's like about like <laughs> it's a whole song that's just being like, yeah, I miss you, but God, I just wish you were somebody else. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> you suck i'm mad about the investment i put in you because i wish you were better and it hurts me because of the amount of effort i put into you yeah i also like that it's it's a it's technically a very sad song like an acoustic version of this would actually be super devastating Mm. um but i love that like the drive of it all it feels very empowering in like a country way it it feels very country and this was the the little big town little big town yeah yeah I think, right? I yeah. should double check that so we're not just saying shit. Um but yeah. No, I actually I really like this. I never really I actually I think Little Big Town is great. I don't really listen to country music, but there's like I listen to like Little Big Town and like Keith Urban. <laughs> so anyone that's and Chris Stapleton. <laughs> I was like pretty much anyone that Taylor's worked with, I weirdly have also been like, Yeah, I love them. Yeah. And Sugarland. Wow. Okay. Okay. And then we get to nothing new. Featuring our favorite sad girl, Phoebe Bridgers. Like, what the hell? The song is so... <laughs> How do you write this in the moment? How do you write this at, like, 22? How do you write this? 21. Yeah. How do you write this? Period. Taylor Swift, while you're like this, how do you write this? <laughs> I was so blown away by this when I heard it for, like, 10 reasons. Because I don't understand, like how you can think this like far ahead already like she's like she's already on her fourth studio album she's one album of the year and she's already like 22 years old so young being like are you still gonna like me when i'm just like somebody else yeah she's that i taught she's also doing that thing where like when you think back on younger versions of yourself and people are like oh man i wish i had the confidence i had at whatever age like she's like man at 18 i was on top of the world and now i feel like shit at 22 (laughs) and it's really fascinating because i think that's actually a huge part of growing up that nobody talks about is that like there's stages of feeling in control Mm -hmm. there's like when you're 18 you're like 
finally I'm taken seriously as a person because I'm a person. And you are. You can make decisions for yourself. You do things. You know what's right and wrong. You do them. But then there's like this reckoning at 22 where you're like, um, maybe I don't know anything. And you don't. And then, and then I feel like it happens again around 26, especially in America. And if you're fortunate enough to be on your parents' health insurance, losing your health insurance really like is a hard reset. <laughs> and then like, I think there's like these steps of adulthood. And I think it's where that like annoying phrase adulting came from is that people being like, I don't know what I'm doing. And it turns out nobody knows what you're doing, but there are periods where you feel like you're actually doing pretty well. And I think, the moments where you realize you're not <laughs> is it's pretty similar for a lot of people. I just, she starts out strong. They tell you when you're young, girls go out and have your fun. Then they hunt and slay the ones who actually do it. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> she said, yeah, this might feel introspective, but I want you to know that I did what you told me to do. And then you treated me like trash. And now I go to award shows and you ask me which man I'm bringing home. And she's like, no one. I will be bringing no men home today. God, that 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 clip is so devastating to watch. Anyway, if you if you're listening to this and you still haven't for some reason watched Miss Americana, watch Miss Americana. <laughs> oh God, it's the best. And then I love that she has Phoebe Bridgers on this because Phoebe to me kind of feels like the girl that inspired Taylor's by Taylor talking Swift. about. Yeah, yeah, and uh, like I also loved so much that in um, t- Taylor's Seth Meyers interview, she talks about how she loves Phoebe Bridgers and how she was like, "Hey, um, do you want to?" do this song with me and all phoebe responded with to the text was this is the text i've been waiting for my entire life (laughs) (laughs) i'm always curious when they're like yeah i just text them i'm like how'd you get that number oh i mean you just know people i mean there's the the contacts of taylor swift's phone must be immaculate and then there's always like somebody's weird cousin you know oh yeah like she's got like family in there but then also has like i mean she probably still has like kim kardashian's number probably <laughs> probably like uh, like it's so wild that like celebrities just well, oh my god like when i found this is a complete side tangent but when i found out that in la there's like a subdivision like like a circle what are they called i don't know it's like a circle at the end of like a circle the cul-de-sac. The cul-de-sac thank yeah. you um i found out that like jennifer lawrence adele Katy perry like it's like a bunch of major celebrities all live in that same cul-de-sac. Like it's not a real cul-de-sac. Obviously they have like mansions. Yeah. But like they live in the same like circle. And during COVID, they just like all were like walking to each other's houses being like, we're quarantined. Like, <laughs> and I was like, that's so much fun. I love that so much. But like, yeah, celebrity culture is like fascinating. And I think it's so cool that she just texted Phoebe Bridgers and was like, will you do the song that I wrote when I was 22 about feeling sad about being 22? It's that nostalgia thing. God, it's so, uh, she's so good. And I think Phoebe Bridger says the same thing in her music. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think Phoebe has a completely different point of view and like style than Taylor, but they, they both tell really incredible stories with incredibly specific lyrics. And I love that they work together because why not? Why not? But my God, the, the part of this song, I know someday I'm going to meet her. It's a fever dream. The kind of radiance you only have at 17. She'll know the way and then she'll say she got the map from me. I'll say I'm happy for her. Then I'll cry myself to sleep. Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. That's literally what happened. She She uses Taylor's music. She uses Taylor's music in her, like in uh, One Step Forward, Three Steps Back. Like, 
this literal thing that Taylor wrote at 22 that she was worried about, like, happened. But at the same time, like, Taylor is Taylor. So, like, I think she's fine. Taylor, Oracle, Swift. Yeah, like, but also, that's an incredible amount of, like, foresight and just, like, it's such a human thing to be worried about being replaced. So, like, even though this song is about, like, celebrity, possibly, like, it still is a, a something emotionally I think people can feel. It is such a, a human emotion to be worried about not being relevant anymore. Yeah, because every everything is constantly changing. And at a certain point, when do you get changed out? Yeah. When are you when are you the thing that especially I can't imagine how it feels as a I mean, I sort of can, but like <laughs> as like a musician, because like, I mean, for me, for example, I released my first song. It got did surprisingly well. I was very, very pleased. The second song I knew in advance was not going to have the same sort of like response because it was longer and slower and like different. But like immediately that anxiety like bubbles within you of like, oh my God, was I only like a one thing that people were only interested for that one thing and they'll never like me again. And actually all my other stuff is bad. Oh my God, am I bad? And like, it just kind of spirals like very quickly. I think it's, I think this song is really genius. And I think she could have released it back then. And I think people would have called her naive. Yeah. And I think because she released it now, it's better for it. Are you clapping? Yeah. No. <laughs> and then we move on to Babe. Why'd you do this, Babe? You already know my feelings about this. Um, I did not know this was a Sugarland song. But once you do, it makes sense. Then I was like, okay, we're good. Yeah. Because <laughs> Jennifer Nettles is iconic. I love Jennifer Nettles. I think she's one of the best vocalists we have. Um, wish I could have seen her in Waitress. Is she still in Waitress? No. Missed it. Oh, no, yeah. Oh, yeah, because Sarah's been um, uh, No, but I... The thing is, I, this song is... It, it falls into kind of the stay, stay, stay cute category for me. Uh, and I need them. I need it. I love this song. I'm a sad, sad boy. You're so I sad. Want, I want my songs to either make me want to take my clothes off or I want to cry. You don't just ever want to be lightly happy? Not really. I think wow. that's boring. <laughs> I think it's boring to feel okay. <laughs> As I'm saying that, the first lyric I see, I'm like, Aren't, don't you want to be lightly happy? The lyric that I literally look at goes, I break down every time you call, wear a wreck, you're the wrecking ball. I, that's the other thing is that I think it's just the production of this makes me be like, that cute song, babe. But it's really about her being like, you have you fucked up our entire relationship. Get out of here. I think that's a fun way to like deliver this message. I mean, she tricked, I mean, she tricks she tricked me yeah. like when i first heard it i was like oh it's like a cute song called babe and it's like why'd you have to do this babe but like it's really about her being like oh i this is the last time i'm ever gonna use a pet name for you and you know jennifer nettles saying babe it makes you smile it's like so yeah her twang is incredible i do love the this is another song that taylor cannot help but put her her accent back on for and you know what why not who knows, Who knows where that is? Sometimes Gaga puts on her totalitarian voice, oh, and we love it. Love it. Oh, the other the other thing that I it might, it might be something that is like for me. Hmm. Um, I hate, I hate the word babe. How are we friends? I well, I just have just allowed. You know, this is why we're friends is because sometimes people in your life have things about them that they love. And sometimes this is actually a thing with my boyfriend too. This is going to be a hot take. It's a hot take. I'm doing a hot, hot take, hot one. 
I hate the word babe. Um, I actually talked about this like yesterday with my boyfriend and his, and his family. Um, because I think babe is, I think it's lazy. I think it's, um, I think it's a way because you can call anyone babe. I call everyone babe. Exactly. So it doesn't mean anything to me. Like I don't like it as like a relationship pet name because for me, it it feels like a placeholder as opposed to something specific. And like you could call your ex babe, you can call your new person babe, you can call anyone babe, and it's supposed to have this term of endearment. But I'm like, no. I use it to indicate queer. Um, like from me. <laughs> I don't know if that works entirely. Works but for me. Works <laughs> for me. The thing is, I have no Listen, problem with people that babe. When I call you babe, you know, babe, that. I am the way I am, babe. I mean, well, and I also, in a friendly conversation, I find it weirdly condescending, but that's a whole other thing. You literally hate when I talk to you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all coming out on on the, the red the red edition. Oh, God. Um, okay. No, we've talked about this because we, we, uh, we had a Twitter thing about this because, like, I, it's something that really, I don't know why it bothers me so much, but it really does. Um. But yeah, so I think that might also have... But I will say, actually, it makes me like the song more because the song is about her being like, I'm never going to call you this again because you don't mean anything to me. Yeah. And that's empowering. But also, I'm like, don't call your next person babe because you called the last person babe. And then you're going to be like, I don't know, don't call me the same thing that you called somebody else while having sex. You know? (laughs) What's your pet name of choice? It's personal. Like I call like my boyfriend's name is Ashton. I call him Ash. And like it's a nickname other people have for him, but when I say it, I mean it as like you're close to me and that's what I call you shorthand and it's mine. Oh. But anyone can call anyone babe, and I think that's boring. Get specific. Be like a Taylor Swift lyric and get specific. Well, um, I'm gonna let you introduce the next one then as I think about my <laughs> entire speech pattern. <laughs> Um, again, I have no problem with anyone that uses the word babe. This is specifically my thing. And we stand Jennifer Nettles. Yay. Sean Doherty hates me. That's it. You heard it here you first. You heard it here first. And then we get my favorite Betty <laughs> Holy Who's song. shit. Holy shit. Okay, wait. <laughs> I could do six podcasts about this one song because Taylor. She went off. What the fuck? She went off. You left this. This has been, this has been sitting in Taylor's house for 10 years. It's been sitting there, collecting. It's dust. sitting in a phone. It's sitting in an in, in iPhone. Not even an Maybe iPhone. An Android. Yeah, probably. Maybe a flash drive. Blackberry. A hard drive. A sidekick. A Blackberry. An NV2. Oh, I oh, I wish it was on an NV2. <laughs> Imagine how bad this song would sound off an NV2. Like you're like, oh, you know what? I have for my ring back. Oh. I have. Ring back. Yeah, I, first of all, first of all, I'm a Verizon Wireless customer and I only got Verizon Wireless because of the Shakira Hips Don't Lie commercial. <laughs> and my ring back is messaging a bomb. It's totally um, like 2012. Exactly. I and I it. will say this song kind of sounds like 2012 in the best fucking way. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of my favorite songs that she's ever written. And I'm so mad I didn't hear it until now. But I'm so glad we did. From the very first, um, I know. I'm like, this is a Betty Who song. Oh, Betty Who should absolutely cover this. Yeah. I want to I want everyone to cover this. I want the song to be playing all the time. The second it started, I was like, okay, I am Diane Lane. You're Sandra O. Oh. We are under the fucking Tuscan sun. We are Mamma Mia, Amanda Siegfried on the beach. Like, 
I am on a I'm on a beach and I'm having the best time of my life and I'm in love and I don't care who knows it. I love this song. We are Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants before the drama. Before the drama, be- part one. Part one. <laughs> I never saw either of them. <gasps> don't tell anyone. That's our that well, that's our next our next uh, series. <laughs> Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants. Why are you like this? I love that she's still. Uh, maybe this is a Harry, a Harry song because she is wondering like how is it in London. In London. Yes, okay, that was my first question, because also all of the things with London in it were cut from the album. And they feel, this feels 1989-esque in production. This song would have been perfect in 1989. Mm-hmm. I think actually, we'll get to that when we get to that episode, but I think this song should have replaced That's How You Get the Girl. Whoa. Imagine. Imagine. I like that song, but this song instead? Come on. This is also just like vocally fun. I feel like it's a very different shade for Taylor. It's like a glass of champagne. It's mm. bubbly. I'm having, like, I feel like I'm being, like, a little ridiculous. I'm having a very, it's a French 75. This is a French 75. It's a glass of champagne that decided to be bad. <laughs> and it actually is a glass of champagne. It is from the region. Yes. No, yeah. It's not yeah. Prosecco. It's mm. champagne. Mm-hmm. And I, it will message in a bottle. It's a message in a bottle of champagne. I love this song so much. And I'm glad that it's getting the streams that it deserves. Because it's actually one of the most listened to on the album. Good job, Taylor. Proud of you. Release it as a single. Make a video. You said you're listening, Taylor. I want to see the receipts. So listen to us. Yeah. And then we get to <laughs> country. I bet you think about mm. me. Speaking of the sisterhood of traveling plant plants. <laughs> can you tell that? Can we tell that we're we're? I'm drinking bourbon. Hello, everyone. Um, speaking of the sisterhood of traveling pants, Blake Lively directed the video and also i am just so glad that chris stapleton is just everyone's favorite vocalist go-to right now i mean what a great one to choose he's incredible this song is unique and we get a new timestamp. 3 a.m 3 a.m it's so good um which is i actually i love this song an odd odd number she's been even numbered she has been i do love when taylor's like you grew up rich and i did not yeah, she's like, I again, she bought this house with the songs that she wrote. She was like, I made this. She made money for her parents. Like, <laughs> just living room dancing and kitchen table bills. We all know what that Genius. looks like. We all Genius. know what that Every- looks like. Everything is overhead lighting. Nothing is an incandescent bowl, but it's got that same tone. Mm. Taylor Swift <laughs> has never put a bill on a table. Mr. Superior thinking, do you have all the space that you need? <laughs> with that indie record that's much cooler than mine. Oh my god, the end of the song, the end of the song is so fucking savage. When I heard it for the first time, I was like cackling. And like, I bet you think about me when you're out at your cool indie music concerts every week. I bet you think about me in your house with your organic shoes and your million dollar couch. And I bet you think about me when you say, oh my god, she's insane. She wrote a song about me. Like, it just feels like the most self-aware thing she's ever done. Yeah. I'm actually shocked this wasn't on the album. I think it's... I, I, it's weird to say because I, I, my inclination is to say, I think it is too country for the album Red, which was technically a country album. Yeah, I actually, I think, I mean, I think it's a country bop. I also think if she would have released this at twenty two, this song mm. about what was happening, people would have been misogynist and terrible, and they would have been like, oh, she's so self obsessed, right? And like, she also has a million dollar couch. Like, but I, I, mean, she, I don't think she does. 
Couches get expensive fast. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. I mean, come on. I ordered mine from Article. Nine hundred dollars. That's a that's rent, Mama. Honey, that's a month <laughs> of a house. Yeah, that's a month of rent. But like, we sit on it every day, and my dog eats it. So like, here we are. It's easy to spend a million dollars on a couch. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, you know, personally, we've all been there. We've all been spending. Everyone's a done that, right? That's I also totally really. I have to be honest. I don't. I don't know what organic shoes means, but I laugh. It makes me think of Toms, but I know. Not I was like, is it, are they just Toms? I mean, the same thing. <laughs> it's like a weird. Fa- it's a fabric. I I can picture them in an eye in the like health aisle of Whole Foods. They're the ethically sourced mm-hmm. shoes. The fabrics. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I I love the song. I love Chris Stapleton on it. I think that was a great choice. And I just um, also the video is adorable. I think it's, it's so very fun. Cute. Also, I just love that like Taylor just called Blake and was like, "Do you want to direct something? Like, let's go." Imagine, imagine being friends with the best dressed person you've ever seen in your life. I just like I can't imagine being in a room like I I think about like Bowen talking about the episode of um, SNL. Mm-hmm. And I just can't imagine sitting backstage with Taylor Swift, Blake Lively, and Ryan Reynolds. And I can't decide how filthy I'm going to be, but I was like, and not having a raging erection. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> like those are the hottest people in the world. <laughs> I'm like, a f- I'm fully gay, but my bisexual would be out and about, honey. I like, it's just, they're all so beautiful. And they all just hang out all the time. And, like, do you ever think they just hang out and they're like, we're all so pretty? Also, like, collectively in that group, I would be, like, to their knees. Like, they're all so tall. That's also true. <laughs> They'd be like, boy, are you lost? Boy, are you lost? And I'm like, um, can you be my parents? <laughs> yeah, please. Um, and then we get to, I think, my favorite of the extended release yeah i'm that's actually i that is the first time i've heard anyone say that this is their favorite but i also very much like the song forever winter forever winter Forever um winter. it has the epicness of like speak now and fearless mm-hmm. i like it seems like a song that could have been pared down but instead it was just like no we're doing it i i just like the approach i like the like he spends most of his nights wishing it like it's Every hook on this album is so good. Yeah. I. For, 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Here she is. We're pacing. Also, like her. Not f- just a face. Her I'm flip in. after like all this time. I didn't know you were breaking down the flip on breaking, I think is so cool. And this is me oh, yeah. talking about Taylor's vocals, because again, she's giving vocals. I don't know why we were told she couldn't sing for years. Misogyny. <sighs> also, people still like to like. I every once in a while I'll come across somebody in the wild that is like they're like they'll like make a joke in passing about Taylor Swift. And I'm like, aren't you tired? Aren't you aren't tired? You... Well it just makes me be like, oh, like, so you don't know? You're boring? You have no idea? <laughs> like it's just she has such a breadth of work that's so accomplished at this point and has done so much. It's like, I, I just like, I'm not even like, I don't even get mad anymore. I'm just like, what are you doing? There has get, to be one Get better taste. Liked. Yeah. Like, it doesn't say anything about you. It makes you boring to not like Taylor Swift. Like, I'm sorry. Just And lyrically, I'll be your summer sun for you forever, forever winter. If you go, I think is beautiful and makes no sense, but I can also see that it. Also, this song is like, it's like a mental health tribute. Like, it's yeah. really like a, a really interesting song to 
written from the perspective of I don't think the perspective we get a lot of somebody watching somebody struggle with their mental health and being like I am trying to do what I can to help you but also like if I was standing there in your apartment I'd take that bomb in your head and disarm it I'd say I love you even at your darkest and please don't go like that's really devastating lyrics yeah I didn't know you were breaking down like I didn't know that this was like a thing that was happening to you because I was too young to be aware of it yeah gorgeous and also (laughs) the the bomb line always makes me think of Grey's Anatomy when Meredith just like throws her hand in the body stop oh my god are we gonna do a Meredith Grey why are you like this oh my god Ellen Pompeo please I don't think we have enough I don't think we have enough time in the world to watch all of the seasons of Grey's Anatomy um but yeah like this song is it's it also it's a tricky one with her like she the song's production doesn't make you think this song is about what it is yeah it, it's a, it feels a little lighter and a little more driving and then you like listen to the lyrics and you're like fuck i feel like i i know why it wasn't on the album because if you're listening to this it feels like she's still in the relationship with this person very much so because it even ends with he says he doesn't believe anything much he hears these days i say believe in one thing i won't go away to me it's very like we are still connected we are still in this we are still like okay so you're having this breakdown I wasn't aware of it, but I am here to help you. Whereas I think most of the bulk of this album is post. I can't help you and you can't help me. And we have to end this. Whereas that's interesting because for me, I didn't, I think maybe it's because like this was released so much later. Whenever I heard the song, I never thought it was about a relationship, like a, like a romantic one. I always thought it was about like a friend. Oh, it just, and it like could be, yeah, it could be, yeah, it could be either. But like, it's funny. I've never thought of the song as like a, because like it's like he says why fall in love just so you can watch it go away it to me it felt like a like a friend where you're just like oh like are you okay like as the friend who's been asked are you okay quite often um listen we're we've all been the friend that gets asked are you okay yeah and usually we're not usually the answer that's why you have friends that ask no (laughs) um yeah i just i think it's beautiful i think it's so catchy i like the horns I think they're cool. It's it has a really rich specific production and I really enjoy it. I I love every song on this album. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I per- I perk up when I hear it. Yeah. And then we get Run, which is like Ed and her being like, "Guess what? We grew up. We wrote another song." And also, I love this song. Mhm. I really like I heard it and I was like um one of my favorite songs I can't wait to talk about Evermore when we get there it's crazy that we still have so many albums so many um but I love Ivy it's like my favorite song on Evermore Mm -hmm. and this song gave me the same oh this is I pulled up lyrics and it's the one Republic song hold on (laughs) um (laughs) yeah this all first of all I think her bringing Ed back for this was adorable yes and like doing a, a little like speaking moment before the song. It's just like cute. I just think like I love when artists are like, we know what the fans want. But this song is it, this song is like um, it, you're in an upstate old mm-hmm. cabin and you're like, there's like old books everywhere. And you're just like, you put on a little vinyl or something like this like, song feels like home to me. Like it's like very warm and like loving. And I just like that it's simple. I like that it's it's called Run, but nobody's really running. It's very chill. It's very chill. I like that it somehow makes me believe that, like, Home Goods sayings are, you know, profound. 
Like, <laughs> you laugh like a child and I'll sing like no one cares. And I'm like, I've never heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> I just love, like, it's just like a cute love song. Yeah. But it, it feels like a grounded will run well what i love about it yeah like i love that it's a song called run and like we'll run away together but there's no like stakes it's like there's no like are we gonna run it's like no like we'll run it's fine which i think is like such a different it's almost makes it like way lovelier that they're just like no like it's it's cool we're like we're gonna run away together yeah i find i I just find it's like a very warm sweet song it makes me feel like a hug yeah yeah and then we get the very first night when I tell you, mm. tell me about I it. I was, I was just listening to this like the other day. In my brain, I have convinced myself that this was on the original album. Yep, hundred percent. I love this song. Yeah, the entry of it. I wish I could fly. It it feels like oh, like it it feels like a melody I've known for years. Mm-hmm. It's so bizarre that I, I don't know how this like snuck in there. Like I really am confused. <laughs> I feel like it's like Mandela effect. Like, oh no, like this song's been out for decades. No, it's Bernstein Bears. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Take me away. It's so good. And it it's like lyrically complicated. Oh yeah. And like the, the verses sound so different than the chorus, but the chorus like hits so hard. It's really just like Yeah, I, I was really blown away by this one. And like that's the thing is like I know that we're going through eras, but like the bonus tracks on um, Fearless, I was like, oh, these are like good. Mm-hmm. The These bonus tracks, I'm like, you could have dropped all of these of singles at, at some point and everyone would have lost their minds. Yeah. They would, all would have charted. I also, I love that it plays with like the the image that my friends see and what we project of us isn't. Oh yeah. They don't know about all the things that we've experienced. Yeah, because we have this like, we have this intimacy that I haven't shared with others. Which is such an important part of relationships, yeah. I think. It's like everyone has their own thing. Like everyone has their own like and it's it's tricky when like you see somebody in like a bad relationship because you have to remember like it was something that you see as like negative. And you have to be like, oh, but like there's definitely has to be good in there somewhere. Somewhere. Not that this song is necessarily about that, because we don't know if the song is about like the situation she was in, but like also all of the shit on Jake Gyllenhaal and all of like everything about everything in red, there must have been a really amazing love in there. Mm-hmm. Even if it ended up being really toxic and terrible. Yeah. I think, I mean, it is intoxicating to find someone that you get to share a secret with. Like that is. Oh my God. Addictive. Yeah. The way that it's, the story has been projected when it's, driving upstate to houses where it's just the two of you to spending time like they are two creatives working at the top of their field so it's not they don't have to go to the office every day so like if right. you spend they're just solid, living in this like actual moment yeah if you spend a solid three months in a gorgeous fall atmosphere like cuddling and drinking wine and getting in fights like and having millions of dollars that's gorgeous <laughs> oh my god but like and also, like, artists are, oh, my God, we're so dramatic. Oh, like, my God. And we love it. I mean, I literally said, like, what, like, 20 minutes ago? <laughs> I was like, I don't want a song that's cute. I want a song that makes me take my clothes off or I want to cry. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think that's just kind of, like, the fucked up thing about 
being an artist person is like you want to feel shit all the time and i think it gets dangerous when two artists date each other because i think yeah they can try to drag that out of each other like the Charlize theron and uh will smith movie you would never (laughs) in your life bring up hancock in front of me (laughs) i am furious i'm unsubscribing Uh, (laughs) that movie is terrible quote me on it the uh the one lyric on this that like gets me is um i was riding in the car when we both fell i'm the one on the phone as you whispered do you know how much i miss you oh yeah the hotel that's like a that uh, the hotel was a a lyric in one of the previous songs she loves hotels she's famously traveling i mean she's famously in hotels a lot travel 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 well is it time I think, I mean, yeah. I mean, also, this is definitely the longest episode. This is going to be gargantuan. This is going to be a very big episode. I'm so sorry for the editing that you have to do. Um, but we want to be thorough. We want to be specific. And we want to celebrate. No, I think uh, it's important, I think, to... These songs have all meant a lot to everybody. And, like, I like to talk about them. Yeah. And so, some, and turns out, it's a two-hour and ten-minute album. And if we're going to talk about it, it makes sense if we talk about it that long. Yeah. <laughs> So we are at da, 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 all too well, 10 minute version. We're doing all too well. So I just have a, a question. As a concept. I have we're... a question for you first. Okay. So pre 10 minute, all too well. Yes. Why do you think this song works? It is. First of all, it feels like a full experience. Mm-hmm. I think this song gives you in five and a half minutes, I think is like the original yeah, run. Sure. It's like five something. Yeah. It gives you this full scope of a relationship in, but from a future perspective, looking back on it, which I think is like anyone that's ever been through a breakup, it's immediately relatable, but it gives you not just the bad. It gives you the, like the little things that like, it gives you all of the good too. I think it's a song that's like about remembering all of these, like beautiful specific moments that meant so much to you and how you were, can't stop remembering them even if this person's not with you anymore and i think that it's like a one of the most relatable parts of any breakup situation and for her to write a song about that but then in the last part reframe it and be like you remember this shit too so this isn't on me mm-hmm. is so ingenious because it makes sure that like she's so it doesn't feel like a sad song being like i'm sad and i'm the victim it's like I'm sad and you're also sad and this sucks and I'm mad. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think one of the things that hurts the most when things end is uh, that thought process of, well, was that real? Was this real? Was, did that matter to you too? Yeah. It's like, was, was I, was I crazy? Like, did I, did I make this up? Did I read into this moment where, you showed me things from your childhood. Like, were we just near your home? Because to me, right. It was special. Cause I was like, Oh my gosh, this is intimate to share. I'm meeting a sister. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking to your mom. You're meeting my dad. Like there's like, and it's, it's crazy because a lot of times you can rewrite, like if you're alone and you're sad, you can rewrite those moments to be like, maybe I was just an idiot. Yeah. Lord says it when she talks about um, I analyze your punctuation, just the thing that my mind do. Oh my god, it's I think it's just like breakups are so fucked up because you spend so much time with somebody and you learn so much about them, and then they're the person that you text or call or 
talk about everything with and then they're gone and i think what's so smart about the song is that it's asking the idea of like and i think the 10 minute version does this even better is it's like about asking the question like i can't be the only one in the situation that feels this way yeah it's impossible i think i think she sums it up the best in what i would call the pre-bridge when she's like and maybe we got lost in translation. Maybe I asked for too much, but maybe this thing was a masterpiece till you tore it all up. Just the back and forth of like, maybe it was me. Maybe it was us. Maybe it was you. Yeah. She's like, but I'm still blaming you for how this ended. Mm-hmm. But also maybe I caused that. And like, that's such a normal emotion to be feel. I like every lyric in this is shocking. Every single one. And it's ability to be like, so relatable despite being about her specific experience how do you feel the new verses fit they feel like they've been there the entire time which is the best compliment i could ever give somebody releasing a 10 minute song of a song that we've known for 10 years yep like the fact that i knew the words to this i like it's a 10 minute song you can't listen to a 10 minute song like every day although i've tried (laughs) um or like you can't listen to it like over and over, but I listened to this like twice and I already knew like you were tossing me the car keys, fuck the page. I was like, I already knew the words because it just felt like a natural extension, even though it's a completely new melody, completely new musical idea in this song that we've never heard before. Yep. It, but it felt I was just like, oh, she really did write this to be 10 minutes long. Like this was this is the full piece that we're getting. And I think that's what makes it so listenable. Like I think when it was coming out, a lot of people were like, yeah, all too well, 10 minute version will be on it. I'm glad we have it. There's no world where I listen to it over and over again. Or like, or I listen to it over the original. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, I can't listen. It's definitive to the original anymore. It, Cause it just feels like you're missing parts of the story now that you didn't know were there, mm-hmm. which is, Again, a testament to just how fucking good of a writer she is. She's so good. And it... I mean, even just some of the original lyrics, like... <sighs> I can't with the song. But, like, I might be okay, but I'm not fine at all. Is, like, definitive of a decade of my life. <laughs> I'm okay. I might not look okay, and I might not be okay right now, but I am okay. <laughs> oh, my God. We're doing Hannah Horvath. Why are you like this? I know it. <laughs> I'm a Marnie. Oh God, you're a Marnie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you are. It's true. Yeah, it's, true. it's fine. It's fine. Um, but like, th- there's time won't fly. It's like I'm paralyzed by it. Time won't fly. Like it's already a good lyric. <laughs> time won't fly. Yeah. You're like cool. Great. Did it. Also, the way that the I just the lyric plaid shirt days defined five years of my New York life is hilarious. I was gonna say I know it sounds insane, but I feel like. I've used 98% of these lyrics as Instagram captions <laughs> because they're so well now good. and now we have more because they're so good at just being like and that's the mood. Well, it's like I remember the first time I was listening to the full the 10 minute and I was just like how it it, just, it felt like I was just like oh my god like pieces to a puzzle I didn't know wasn't finished. And they, they get so specific. Like they say all's well that ends well but I'm in a new hell every time you double cross my mind. Like, she could have just said every time you cross my mind, but the last second she said, let me do one more turn of phrase. Yeah. <laughs> it, sipping coffee like you're on a late night show. With my dad. Like, it's 
It's supposed to the, be fun the turning time, 21. Weeping. That lyric, weeping. I, leg- I legitimately got like full body chills when I heard that for the first time because I was like, it's it's really interesting to, I, I know that like we don't want to like pursue celebrity information because they're people and they deserve privacy. But when they share things like that mm-hmm. willingly, it is fascinating because it does, I think, really remind everyone that they're people and they really have things happen to them that are devastating to them. And like they have emotions and feelings and like she was 21 years old, one of the biggest stars in the world and her boyfriend didn't show up to her fucking birthday. Cause they're just, that sucks. That sucks. Oh, that sucks. It really like, did the twin flame bruise paint you blue just between us? Did the love affair maim you too? It's the thing is that's a concept like this whole idea and especially the 10 minute version has like fascinated me for so long. Like I, I wrote a song about like, am I crazy or did this also affect you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I just, and like, so hearing this full version, I was just like, yeah, no one talks about the thing is like, but you don't get an answer. Breakups are wild, right? Because the person that you have gotten the closest to is gone and you can't check in you shouldn't probably check in with each other for confirmation of facts as you're figuring out this breakup well because the last thing you're gonna do is text your ex and be like hey i'm still sad about this are you sad about this and if they were like yeah and they'd be like should we get back together right and they're like no <laughs> or worse they're like no i'm not sad. and then you're devastated and then you try to write all too well but it's just your tears yeah, it's just you sobbing over uh, Casio. It's me just playing a C chord over and over. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> At the top of your lungs. At the top of my lungs. There's no, nothing subtle about me. Oh my god, but even like the, the extended chorus in the second, ver- the second chorus, mm-hmm. where it goes on. And it's like, and there we are again when nobody had to know you kept me like a secret, but I kept you like an oath. And, like, that is just, it's phenomenal writing. And I can't imagine how it must have felt as an artist to be like, I have some fucking gems of lyrics in this song. And she sat with them for 10 years and was like, I would have released this a week later. Yeah. Yeah. I would have been like, nah, I'm just dropping it. And, like, people can listen to it. Or if they don't, it's fine. But this is for me. But, like, what? It's... (sighs) It's so wild because, like, I think Taylor, as we know her now with this re-release and with everything that's happening, is such a secure entity. And it's hard for me to remember that, like, even when Red was coming out, people venomously hated her, which must have caused so much insecurity that she was 22 that like i wouldn't she wouldn't have the confidence she has now to be like this is a 10 minute version and if you like it you like it if you don't like it you don't like you know like but because also hearing the thing is people just would have viewed this differently and even i mean people viewed all too well differently then mm -hmm. like all too well was not a single it was not a song that she she almost cut it from the album it was like she was like i don't think people are going to really latch onto this but it's important to me so i'm going to put it on the album and it is rolling stone's top song of like the 2000s it's, it's <laughs> incredible it's incredible like it was song of the decade number one and 
I j- it's just like I don't think I think it's a song that people realize stood the test of time because of how good it is. But I think it's like those lyrics hold up whether whether you're 22 or whether you're you know 72. It's just really good writing and the melody. Like even just musically, it's gorgeous. Also, like by I if I can just make one request, um, while people are singing this, you know. Oh yeah, please don't do an opt up you better stop you don't need to you don't need Never to opt up in the song don't do it in this song you honestly don't really need to opt up in most Taylor Swift. reputation songs maybe just like for fun sure because it, it it's taylor it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> just just uh, do me a favor y'all and let this be shakespeare let this be sondheim because she is the sondheim of pop music and just Whoa. sing it a massive statement coming from Ryan Andrews. Taylor Swift is the Sondheim of pop music. It's, and she didn't even do pop until this album, technically. Technically, in theory. No, I mean, I just, I, I will never get over how good the song is. Um, and I also like the the short film. I thought was uh, what I love about the short film is that it is exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah, it felt like, and that it's a NYU literal thesis. telling of it. Yeah, yeah, like there's no, there's, there's no metaphor going on no, in, no, no. in that. It's she's just like, no, I, I made a movie of the song, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that because the thing is, I didn't really want anything else. I didn't need like ethereal, weird imagery. I wanted that. Maybe <laughs> ten minutes before, I realized everyone was saying it's a short film because it, I like just was like oh a music video and then i got a little worried <laughs> so i was like oh no and then i watched it and it's like this makes sense it's also the it's the second thing she directed because she directed the man video too look at her go look at her go i mean like it's just this album is absolutely incredible from start to finish taylor's version is just so good just immaculate the the precision in which she has re-recorded these albums is very clearly done with care and love. Like nothing is being done quickly and everything is being released in a way that makes me proud. And I don't know her. We don't know her. We're just talking about her forever <laughs> on the ever. internet. I'm so excited to see what she does with the other albums i kind of just wish she would do it for everything even though like she doesn't need to yeah like i would love a lover re-record i don't know why i just i'm having fun like i'm like i'm having a good time can but at least make cruel summer a single that's all i'm asking but it does make me want other artists to do this for things that like again it doesn't apply to just because i think it's interesting to allow people to revisit their to songs revisit. because yeah the cool thing about like michelle branch like michelle branch the cool thing about recording music is that they become time capsules yeah and being the second it's released it's already a a moment of its time yeah so i think at this point at red i think taylor is like this because she is really honing in on song right or capital s i think she just hit it like i think this is the moment where she became like not just a young star but like one of the defining songwriters of our generation yeah maybe 
this is her Sunday in the Park with George. Everything leading up to this was just like promising young artist. Mm-hmm. And then, and like not even just promising, like album of the year, like she was already doing great. But I think everyone just sort of expects somebody that young to like fizzle at some point. Mm-hmm. Like you don't expect to see them have a lifelong career of just hit after hit after hit after hit. And like we're a, not even there. We have a whole nother album before we get to like the public turning on her. But even in all of this, I think this album is the moment where she was like, no, I have some real shit to say and I will be a legend. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's, uh, we've been saying songs were pop songs for albums and albums now, but it is a big deal to make the crossover from country to pop. You know, like Shania Twain did it. That was the last big person. It's he- it's it's like unprecedented. Yeah. Like the especially to in her capacity. Like she suddenly was just topping multiple genre charts at the same time. There's a reason the facts for this episode were so long, but yeah. 10 out of 10. No notes. Love red literally not a note not a single note. i will personally skip stay 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 but don't send me hate mail about it oh god it's no change that's for sure well any last words <laughs> i fucking love red fucking love red when i tell you that every single moment of this experience from this point on especially i love everything that happens from here on out 1989 all of it i'm so excited i can't wait (laughs) well y'all this has been a wonderful wonderfully long chat and yes i thank you for sticking through this if you've made it to this point i cannot (laughs) wait until next time bye bye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.